welcome back to the glitter. I'm really excited for you guys to dive into this episode. We're going to be covering that topic. I would say it's taboo, but not really anymore. In fact, most of the people I know, this topic isn't taboo anymore, but we're going to talk a little bit about microdosing, um, psilocybins, and we're going to get pretty deep into it. I'm excited. Welcome to The Glitter. I'm your host, Samantha Parker. This show is dedicated to unpacking and unboxing your glitter in the world. It's dedicated to your besties, girl gang, and your most glittery self. We honor the glitter inside of you and all the glitter you are about to discover. It's there and it's just waiting to be seen. This is your extra special place to discover the magic this world has to offer. I might be your host and guide, but girl, you are the main character in this show. Now let's spill the glitter. So welcome to the show, girl. So this is Bijou, and she is like, what would you title yourself as if you had to? Yeah, so I'm a therapeutic coach. So a lot of times we don't need psychedelics, but most of my clients utilize me to support them on their psychedelic journey and uh, to really get at their blocks with that kind of therapy. So I, I guess I would dub myself a therapeutic coach. Yeah. Okay. Sometimes people are like, tell me what you do. And I was like, which part of what I do? So it's <laughs> yeah. like a lot, right? <laughs> totally. Okay. So you've kind of been on this journey of assisting people using, you know, different methods of psychedelics or, you know, whatever I guess would be best for them. But like, what kind of like triggered you into this journey? Like, what was your little like kickstart into like, Hey, this is a cool path. Let's do this. Yeah. So I was helping a lot of uh, entrepreneurs get past their mental blocks, typically around their persona publicly, which is a really loaded aspect. There's a lot of emotion behind it and typically a lot of mental and physical blocks. So I was trying to be able to more fully support them and myself. And that's when I kind of found psychedelics for really moving mental blocks. So turned myself into a guinea pig. So I could see if it was actually something that I wanted to suggest to some of my clients. And it started with the desire of kind of like clarity and focus and creativity. But then I really pretty quickly found that it was just deeply healing. And that was really helping a lot of my mental blocks in, in regards to business, kind of like the imposter syndrome or feeling less than or or maybe some abundance blocks that I had. So that's when I was like, oh, wow, this is incredible. I have to learn how to help people on their psychedelic journeys because when I started, I didn't really have very much support. I And I didn't really want people to like make any mistakes and at this medicine to get any more bad publicity. So I kind of was like, how can I support people to do this safely and effectively where they actually see some really big changes in their lives? It was kind of just a selfish thing at first for myself. And then eventually it just turned into something that I was extremely passionate about helping other people with. That's cool. So I, I always tell people, I'm like, maybe you just need to come to the desert and go on a walkabout and like have a trip in the desert. And then I'm like, but that's actually not a good idea. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, I recommend, so personally, like I recommend them if someone wants to get into that, that they should definitely work with someone. I've worked with a shaman before and I've gone on like a full blown shamanic journey, but it really helped to have the guiding person in the room. Right. Is that kind of what you're doing for people? 
Totally. That the support, there's a lot that goes into preparing your mind and your body for a journey. So you actually can surrender and actually go internal enough to make some deep shifts. It's really nice to have some clarity going in as well. So I typically help them really get comfortable with mushrooms, really meet the mushroom, know their power, trust them, but then also gain some clarity out of what is actually blocking me. And then it's much, they'll be much more successful on their bigger journeys and holding space for someone and really making them feel safe and protected will really allow them to go much deeper than if you're alone in your room, really afraid of what could happen. You're typically not doing very much or you're really locked up or you're not doing it at all. So yeah, support is, is really imperative. And then typically if you pick a good facilitator, they also help you with the integration, which is the most important part after the fact. Okay. That was the question I just wrote down was I have noticed that like just some people around me, like they go do, they'll go do their shamanic journey, whatever it is. And then, then I notice it's like again and again and again and again. Mm-hmm. So it's, you're always looking for that hit. It reminds me of the closest thing I can relate it to is, and everyone who listens to this podcast knows that alcohol is not my best friend. <laughs> you know, the closest thing I can relate it to is where I would need a drink every single day, every single night. Yeah. And so how do you kind of like work through that where, you know, sometimes I look at things and I try not to judge and just keep to my own journey, but it, it kind of starts to be a point where instead of using this as a medicine, you're using it as a drug. Exactly. And that was the biggest thing that I was noticing, especially living in Austin, not to talk like bad about any of the culture, but it really was feeling kind of like a notch in their bedpost. Like it was the bragging rights and, oh, I've been here and I've done that rather than these are the the traumas that I've healed and this is what it's done for me. And so that's the the thing that I became really passionate about is like, how are you really utilizing this to not need it in your life? Like if you do it right, you only need a couple trips, maybe once a year, like it, it, it shouldn't turn into this, like ever chasing the, the, the tiger's tail kind of scenario. It should be really focused work with integration and then integration afterwards, because in my opinion, you're kind of like opening all of these portals, which is kind of like computer tabs. And it makes your like almost your computer slow down a little bit just because you haven't properly integrated all of your messages. And then it just becomes really confusing after the fact. So yeah, I think it's really important that people take the time and energy to integrate afterwards. So they actually benefit from their entire journey. Yeah. It's been like over two years since I did it. And it's funny that you said portals because that morning I was like, I got really worked up and nervous about it. I get like a nervous excitement, you know? And I was like, Oh my God. And I was like, I should just sit here and meditate. And I watched a portal open up in my wall and some beings get out of it. And I was like, this is going to be a trip, but it literally does like open portals. But the cool thing is, is you can access that like without it, you know, or when you start looking at time and space isn't linear and it's kind of all mushed together, but I don't know where I was going with that. Oh, portals. I was like, let's talk about portals, girl. Yeah. (laughs) Literally does open up like portals. Have you had any like crazy wild experiences with that? Yeah. I I love that you're bringing this up because it really does, in my opinion, um, 
it shows your brain all of the different aspects that you're not seeing in real life. So for instance, as simple as how your brain sees color when there's really so much more color out there, it's only what we can actually process with just our normal eyes. But on on psychedelics, you're actually your color spectrum opens up. So you're actually able to see energies. You're actually able to see like openings in like the, the astral world per se. But yeah, depending on the psychedelic, most people have an experience with another being or they envision another time and place. It, it is really interesting. And that's kind of why I have so much respect because I really do believe that the portals open and you get downloaded like knowledge and information from another dimension. And then if you don't properly let all of the messages come through and then the portal close and, and actually like do your due diligence to end that, then you're kind of just like leaving yourself open to other dimensions too much in, in my humble opinion, which I know sounds crazy, but once people have a couple of journeys, I don't sound as crazy to them because they've really experienced the same thing. But I would say like the craziest experience I ever had was when my partner and I saw the same thing. So that's when you really start feeling like if you and your partner see the same entities, have the same experience at the same time, then you kind of believe that it wasn't just all in your head. It, yeah. That's one thing where I'm like, I wish everyone else could see this because after that, it was just like aliens everywhere. And I was like, cool. Or you know, <laughs> I always tell people to, yeah. I'm like, okay, so if aliens trips you out, I'm like an angel is just a being in a different yeah. dimension and a different frequency. Yeah. Angels. <laughs> so, yeah. Whatever. Thing. But that after that, I was like, I just really wish that people could see this. But then at some point I was like, just leave me alone. You know? So there's all these different things that go into it. But one of the coolest things I think about using this type of healing modality is that you can really overcome things in your life that don't necessarily need to define you. So for me, one thing that I like felt like a, a huge defining factor was that I've had uh, multiple suicides in my family. And it was just like something that like was like, how do you get over that? How do you move past that? And during my psilocybin journey, that's when I, I watched it move through. And it was like the craziest thing. Just my aunt, for example, like I witnessed her suicide from every family member's like advantage point. Oof. And it was moving so fast, like a file folder. And they kept stopping and being like, do you want to keep going? Do you want to stop? Do you want to keep going? And I'd be like, let's go. Until I got to the point where I was like, I just want to stop and watch the colors play now. <laughs> But it's once I went through that, it was something that no longer, I don't feel like that defines me anymore. You know, mm -hmm. I was like, oh, okay. Like I can see what, how she got to that point and some of my other family. And it was like, now I get it. Now I no longer have to like, I can put this, take this rock out of my backpack that I didn't need anyways. Yes. Yes. That is such a beautiful analogy. I, I think that's the biggest thing that I see across the board with everyone I work with is empowerment. It's what do I want to keep lugging around with me? What is ready? What am I ready to drop off? What kind of lightness am I ready for? And what are the survival tactics or coping mechanisms that I used to have growing up that no longer serve me in the environment that I live in now? And how can I basically reprogram my brain to not need them anymore? Because after a while, they become like issues in your life, like how you were able to maybe get attention as a child or deal with stress is actually like really hindering you now. And so it's it really allows you to step away from yourself and go, oh, that's, that's 
crap. I don't need that anymore. Like let's rewire that part of myself. And, and that's the empowering side that I love that really means that you don't need this medicine very much after a while. It really just allows you to heal. So you don't become dependent on it. Like maybe an SSRI or something. Yeah. I have, if I'm sure there will come a time when maybe I feel called to do it again, but I was just Mm -hmm. like, I feel pretty good with that. Like that little experience, you know? (laughs) Yeah. And and what they're finding, especially in end of life studies. So when people get really bad, like terminal illnesses where they know they're like their time is short, a lot of times they'll go into such deep depressions that they don't like appreciate the end of their life. Whereas if they have one psychedelic journey, it really makes them happy and enjoy the rest of their life. And depending on their diagnosis, it could actually prolong their time on earth. So one journey is shown to affect people for six months, years, three years, five years after the fact. So yeah, it has a pretty awesome run rate after the fact. That's incredible. So before we started recording, we were talking about how you like moved out to kind of the middle of nowhere, Virginia. (laughs) And now you and your husband do like relationship coaching and you host retreats and things. Mm-hmm. I would love to hear more about that because my husband and I, before he went left on his deployment, we needed to have a really hard conversation about some events that had occurred mm-hmm. <laughs> without going into tons of detail. And we literally drove out to the middle of the woods. And I don't recommend this to everyone, you guys. I'm not like, I'm not out here like, you know, like throwing drugs around, but we did MDMA together and we had one of the most difficult conversations I've ever had. But the cool thing about it was, was it, you could only see it from a place of love. I would be like, that's so interesting. Tell me more. And so it was like, it literally changed our entire relationship. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. That is so thank you for sharing that. And that's the thing is that's why they're showing that especially MDMA and psilocybin It works so well with PTSD and they're doing it on veterans, but what relationships are is sometimes war and uh, you sometimes have a thousand little cuts from all the stress that has happened. And that really gets in the way of your relationship where this is kind of a, okay, let's put our walls down. Let's put our ammunition away. Let's heal the, the issues that might have been happened over just stressful times. And let's see each other as the people that we used to see each other as when we first started dating. Or let me see you from a place of empathy and love when typically it's hard to do that. So yeah, it's these breaks that we really need in support to be like bathed in nature, to have a, a program to follow to where you actually take the time to look at your partner in a new light you actually uh, maybe come to terms with some things that no longer serve you all. And then you kind of take some time to fall in love again. And, and doing that is like maintenance. Doing that every so often for your relationship is really important because it's so easy to put our relationships on the back burner. And that's typically when they fizzle out or they just turn into friendships or roommates type situation. You got to kind of keep the spark alive and it's much easier with support and things like plant medicines or catalysts to remind you of who you are and why you love that person. Yeah. I had like an acquaintance that I know she told me, she's like, 
her and her husband had gone to therapy for 10 years and they just were like done. I guess they spent four hours in the bedroom talking on MDMA and have like totally changed their life. Like they sold their, all their stuff and they're living on a sailboat now, like sailing around (laughs) just like happy as can be. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's incredible. I mean, it's, it's really just kind of like, what can we do to keep that going? And, and bringing that pleasure back into your life really allows you to be happier and to enjoy your life and your partner much more. Well, and you know, if people have gone through severe trauma, like I I can only use myself as an example, because I'm currently only like aware of this existence. (laughs) I sometimes I'm like, how big can we take this? I'm like, I am the rock, but I'm not a rock. I am (laughs) You know, like for me, I grew up in a little bit of not fun situations. And so I was always in fight or flight. And so even as we're discussing this, my body wants to go into fight or flight because it's recalling some of the situations where I was like, okay, we put down the walls, we let the crazy magic in and my body wants to instantly go back into fight or flight, which is actually why I continue to work with a shaman every single month. Obviously, like I'm not doing like mushroom trips every month. Like I just go and do the energy work and things mm-hmm. to stay out of that fight or flight. Exactly. And and that's the thing. After 30, 40, 50 years of being in fight or flight, it is a, a really hard shift, right? Because it, it is a deeply animalistic state of being. Like we want to feel safe and we want to feel protected. And that fight or flight typically does that for us. But the environments that we're in right now, we don't technically need to be in that state all the time. And it's actually really bad for our brain and our digestion system and all of the the systems that are actually necessary, like your sexual system, all of those are really hindered by fight or flight. So in order to be able to support your nervous system and actually experiencing life in a much more pleasant way, you do need to do this work all the time. And and by I mean by do this work all the time, it's not plant medicine, but it's actually the integration practices after the fact. So you should, with a shaman, either continue with your energy work or continue with your own practices that you just keep reminding your brain of that time. Like it's possible for me to feel safe. It's possible for me to feel love. It's possible for me to feel relaxation because we've done it before, remember? And just getting back to that place really allows you to go, ah, okay, yeah, yes, I remember. Ah, that's beautiful. Okay. So is there anything else you would like share with people who are thinking about like maybe stepping into this or, you know, like there, it's, this is how it goes. Okay. It's I'm minding my own business. And then all of a sudden it's like everywhere. And I'm like, I cannot deny the call. (laughs) So if you're feeling the call and it's like harassing you, maybe it's time. Oh, it's so funny that you say that because a majority of the people that I start working with go, okay, I've been having the call for a while, but I didn't really know who to work with, or I've been a little bit scared, or I didn't think that my schedule would allow for it. But it's been in the back of my mind for a while now. And I believe that the mushrooms will call you when they believe they that do. you're ready. They talk to you. They're like, hey, yeah. I'm like, hey. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's time for your appointment. But yeah, I would say that if you're feeling like potentially this could help me, this could help my relationship, this could help my business, or maybe you even want to get off of SSRIs, it's definitely important that you talk to someone that has experience with one of those aspects of it. And really, it's not scary when you start with microdosing because it's such a small amount. I liken it to 
like one glass of wine or one cup of coffee. It's very, very light and you just go about your day. You can still be a mom. You can still be an entrepreneur. You can still do whatever you want, but it is in the background helping you little by little. And then once you become comfortable with mushrooms, then you might be able to do uh, some of the deeper, more healing modalities, but it really depends on when you're comfortable and when you're ready. So it is a journey. Like it, it is a psychedelic journey that will take years and years and years, but it will be worth it if you give it the time and the attention uh, and that it deserves. I always feel like too, like we're showing the things that we can handle, right? You know, if it's from like our higher self or like our future self or like our spirit team, whatever you identify with, you really, it's not as scary as you think, right? So a lot of times when not, well, I feel like, so the, the journey that I did was like so multifaceted, but it was like every time like a new topic was like presented, it was like presented, like they were taking it out of a file and it was like, I, they were like, yes or no. <laughs> and I was like, sure. You know? And I remember when I was done, I was done and it was like, okay, I'm done now. You know? So mm-hmm. it's not like you're out of control and you're going to fall through the pits of hell and never get out. Mm-mm-mm. No, the mushrooms definitely show you what you need to heal. And if you're in a safe, secure, like comfortable location, you can handle anything. Just tell my clients, whatever comes up for you is supposed to come up and out of you. So let it, and you are safe and you are held. They just like look up the stats of how safe mushrooms are and uh, they're not habit forming. They are not dangerous. They There are no overdoses of them. They are truly just a nice catalyst for you to be able to see what you need to see and heal what you need to heal. Okay. So what is your Instagram? Um, If you guys head over to the glitter.me and you click on this episode, we'll have it all linked up for you, but just throw it out for us. Yeah. I'm the mushroom (laughs) mamacita on um, Instagram. Awesome. Um, I love your Instagram. I was like scrolling through it and it's been a lot of years bef- like since I've been like, wow, like this feed, <laughs> your feed was Thanks. so cool. And it was funny. I saw you had the mushroom glass and I just shared those like the, they're like a little, like, I don't know, just like a drinking glass. I was like, what's the word for it? And I made a coffee in one yesterday and I shared it in my stories. And I had to send the Amazon link to 20 people because they were like, what is this? What is this? And I saw you had it too. Yeah. Oh, I get the best mushroom gifts from my clients. Like my partner is like, uh, our house is just like overflowing with mushrooms now. I get mushroom necklaces and mushroom scarves and mushroom drinkware and mushroom blankets. There's <laughs> like mushrooms everywhere. I love it so much. That's funny. Cause people, because I sell, you know, like physical glitter products and like, I, the, like I talk about glitter a lot, but I look at glitter as like an aspect of life. So actually on my shamanic journey journey was when I saw like glitter raining from the sky. And I was like, everything's just made of glitter, which it was energy that I was seeing. But so now people think that like any video that has to do with glitter, I get sent I had a box of like someone sent me like their craft glitter that like they didn't want. And I was like, it like really was so nice, but I was like, I don't know what to do with this. But I was like so excited to get it, you know? At least it wasn't a glitter bomb. Have you seen those where you like open the box and it just explodes glitter into your room? No, I wouldn't be mad. (laughs) Oh my God, I would be so mad. (laughs) I know people would, I would not. I would be like, that was hilarious. (laughs) 
on my 30th birthday, which was like many moons ago, seven years ago. <laughs> so my friend sent me a whole bunch of like poppers and I popped them in the living room. Like, and even my husband. Are you still finding? Off. Are you still finding no. glitter? <laughs> no, but my husband like just shop backed it all up. I was like, that was really nice of you. <laughs> so we're, we're a glitter friendly household. <laughs> Good. Well, we're a mushroom friendly household. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. But make sure you guys go over to, if you just go to her Instagram, I saw your link in bio is bomb. You've got like getting started. Don't you have a whole bunch? I was going through your resources. I was like really impressed. Like where should people start over there? Yeah. So it has a, a microdosing guide that makes it really easy for you to kind of just understand where you can start or what a protocol might look like. Also, things that you should consider with when sourcing and how it affects your brain. There's also a couple's guide. It really helps couples do trips together for healing at home. And so that's like obviously small doses, but uh, really do wonders, especially when you do it in a healing container. So both of those are available to people. I love also answering questions. I get a lot of people messaging me all the time and I always answer. So hit me up if there's anything that is on your mind about this kind of stuff. Awesome. Well, thanks for sharing your time and you're clearly like highly educated in like this whole realm and so much more. So I really appreciate your time today. Thank you. 